Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Batman podcast with your hosts, Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 36, The Terrible Trio and Harlequinade with Mark Bosco. Hello, chums. It's, well, Bob, this is your second appearance, right? Everyone's, everyone's on round two now. Everybody knows who it Bob sure is. is now. I think Hi, so. I'm Bob. Hi, Bob. Yes, that, that's Bob. He's here to talk about Harlequinade. I sure am. Which is, which is in the second half of this episode, mm-hmm. but not the first. For the first half, there. he will remain upsettingly silent. <laughs> that's not necessary. <laughs> you could hear Absolutely not necessary. Quietly breathing into the microphone while we try to carry on a conversation that he stares at. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I mean, there's already a guy called Silent Bob. We don't need another one. We're good, thanks. Oh, yeah. We don't I, really I've also heard Silent enough Bob either. Moderate, no. Moderately talkative Bob. Good. Are you jovial Bob, though? Are you uh, jovial Bob Stein? Mm-hmm. Isn't that guy played by Jack Black now? For some yeah, reason? apparently. Don't know. At least in one of the jovial Bob Stein movies. I don't <laughs> even many? know who that is. <laughs> That's okay. All he, right. He wrote some kind of '90s kid bullshit. I don't know. Uh-huh. It doesn't matter. Like Raffy. Yes, yeah, exactly like Raffy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think he wrote like Teletubbies or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. No, he was a he was a kids, kids horror writer. He wrote Terror Tubbies. <laughs> of course. Terror Tubbies. <laughs> Terror? Whoa. That went in a direction Speaking I didn't of, expect. Well, I was trying to use it as a, as a marvelous segue because, you know, I'm oh, always please. so good at that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> speaking of terrible, let me tell you about the terrible trio. Well, nailed it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Here we go. So it's been like six weeks since Gotham has been terrorized by animal people, and we're clearly long overdue for some beast-related mayhem. So here comes the titular trio. Fox. He's a fox. Shark. He's a... Yeah, you get it. The other one's a vulture, for the record. Anyway, they're just wearing masks, so I guess they don't exactly count as animal guys. They This just puts them on the same level as, like, Batman or Catwoman, except entirely not. See, this trio is truly terrible. They're a gang of rich frat boys. I assume you still call them frat boys, even if they're out of college. Who got bored with being fabulously wealthy and decided to steal from other people just for kicks. Well, the fox did it for kicks because he's got legs. The shark did it for <laughs> tail waving and the vulture. Yeah, look, it's hard to make consistent wordplay out of these three when the things they are are so different from one another. Anyway, they managed to evade Batman during one of their heists, but that's pretty much only because he has a handicap whose name is Robin. <laughs> yeah, you still suck, Robin. I said it. Nevertheless, Batman carefully studies their motives and targets and carefully discerns a pattern. Actually, he doesn't do any of that. Instead, he talks to three rich assholes while skeet shooting. Batman does love guns, after all. And after a considerable fashion, he puts together that these three assholes must be those three assholes. On their next job, the assholes manage to put an old rich dude in a coma, and wouldn't you know it, that old rich dude is the father of the other person Bruce has been hanging around with lately. Man, Gotham is like the size of the shitty town Bob and I grew up in, I guess. (laughs) Anyway, her name is Rebecca, and she seems a little miffed by the fact that her dad is nearly dead and has also somehow become part of the painted background, like he just sort of faded into the background somehow. But, But she's only a little miffed. The trio actually manages to convince her that it's not a big deal at all, but then they decide to chloroform her, shove her unconscious body, and throw that car off a, into a car and throw that car off a cliff. Jesus, guys! Robbing other rich assholes to get a thrill is one thing, but I'm going to go out on a limb here and say this might be taking things just slightly too far. Batman agrees and chases them around in the wilderness, which we all know is his very best thing. He doesn't chase Fox through a hen house, but he does make a dumb joke to that effect, so he might as well have. Fox tries to bribe his way out of the situation, but Batman doesn't exactly have any problems getting his hand on some cash, if you know what I mean. See, I'm really Bruce Wayne. Oops, never mind. Hey, you still have any of that chloroform left? (laughs) So then the episode ends with Fox in jail with a terrifying new cellmate, because (laughs) brutality is definitely the answer to this and all problems relating to crime. Yay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, look, we all wanted to punch that guy, let's be clear. That's, you know. Yeah, very much so. 
Mm-hmm. But see, Matt, this is your bad thing, and it's my good thing. Let's let's get into this. All right, well, let's get into this. Mm. I remember hating the terrible trio, and I was absolutely right too. Here's the problem: <laughs> group of rich kids getting into B and E's because they're bored, and then they get in, and then getting in over their heads. That's a movie I'd probably watch. It's almost The Strangers, but introducing Batman into the mix, and they're completely outclassed. Like, Fox makes a point of saying to his girlfriend that they're actually really good at these crimes, but they're not. Every time we see them, they get caught. Like, it's only a matter of time before Batman catches them, and that makes them boring. They do a really good job making Fox hateable, but I spent this entire episode wanting Batman to beat him up, and he never does. See... You you have done this thing through the course of our previous review show, and now this one, mm. where you find a character unlikable and you call that a bad thing. Yeah, I don't. I guess that's not what mm. you're doing here, though. I just like I don't find these guys interesting because I don't find them a challenge to Batman. <laughs> like they're three as opposed idiots. to as opposed to the Riddler or the Mad Hatter. Like most of his guys are idiots. I mean, I guess that's true. Like here's the thing. I find these guys to be excellent villains because I hate them so much. I mean, there is that, yes. Like, I have no opinion of, like, half of his guys. Sometimes I think they're in the right. Sometimes I think they're just kind of a mess. Like, I mean, I'm going to single out the Penguin here again because... But why? Really, that dude has had, like, <laughs> six episodes and he's still an aesthetic and thematic mess. Like, these guys know mm. what they're about. Like, okay, yeah, they're misguided, but they've got a theme. They they, they're about they wear the masks. They, I mean, that is a very, if not relatable, at least believable motivation. Oh, yeah. Like when rich people get bored, they do really stupid, really reckless things. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I, I don't know. I'm kind of a sucker for that. And it's just like, I again, I get what they are. I don't like them, but I'm not supposed to like them. And I like that this show, I've, I pointed this out a million times. I like that this show's position is consistently mm. rich people suck and also the establishment sucks, which we'll talk about in the next episode when yes. Mayor Hill makes his return. Um, but this show, apart from Bruce, every rich person in this show is just awful, and I kind of love that. And stupid. <laughs> Always stupid. Well, mm. yeah, but I mean, you know, mm. in general, in, in fiction, criminals have to be stupid or they'll never get caught. No, I mean the rich people. Oh uh, well, yes. All the rich people are also stupid. <laughs> Look, I said, I said, criminals. Are they not synonyms? Uh, that's pretty good. All right. Ooh. <laughs> See, that's what th- this show tends to maintain that like, rich people are bad, but rich people shouldn't get stolen from. Yeah. I I feel like I feel like these guys were treated as not that big of a deal until they started physically endangering people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, there was that. But I don't know, like, I just, I thought they were very well-written, well-performed, just, oh, it's such a specific vibe of a person that I hate. That's a, just, I, I really want Batman I'm, to kick the shit out of this guy, and it just doesn't happen. Yeah, you know? I, I agree There should be a long, satisfying sequel. You know, if you guys have seen the trailer for the new Batman movie, The Batman? No. There's a bit uh, where Batman punches a guy in, a fa- in the face. And then punches him in the face eighteen more times. It's incredibly excessive. In, in the trailer, how like, long is this trailer? Uh, about two minutes. Batman punches pretty fast. <laughs> did they did they comedically speed it up like a chase in an old movie? No, I wish. It's just like. <laughs> oh, so like he's working the bag, but the bag is somebody's face. Yeah, the bag is a guy's face. Oh God. Huh. Okay. But in that case, I'm like, this is needlessly excessive. If he had done it in this show, I would have been all there for it. I want to see that mask break. I want to see that guy's face all bloody. I want him to be all like, don't hit me, Batman. And then Batman hits him some more. <laughs> yeah. I I feel like they're, they're such... I, I might take like issue with the so well-written comment because it feels okay. like there's such caricatures of bored rich people. <laughs> it's... I don't know, just like yes, the but... oh, uh, you know, we we were bored and and we're we're above everything and I don't know, it just it felt See, so you're gonna felt like everything you're gonna tell me line. you're gonna tell me after the last four years that this seems somehow fictional and mm. made up to you? Oh my god, don't pull reality on me, Al. We're talking about <laughs> a fantasy here. 
But that's why I'm saying I think it's well written is because the like what I was saying is it's tapping into a very specific real world yeah. vibe for me. <laughs> I, you know, I get it. Like, yeah, yeah the, the some other dialogue was cliched. You're not wrong. And and yeah, they're very predictable characters, but they you know what I mean? They just felt they felt a little more genuinely real than a lot of the criminals and a lot of the rich people in the show. See, like, I they just they were a little closer to things that I've seen before, you know. I I kind of like you the know. cliched stuff coming out coming out at least out of Fox who like I just like fuck that guy. Well, he's got this really affected eloquent way of talking which I mm-hmm. love. It's cuz it's so terrible. Oh, it's it like so much. Oh, it would, yeah, me too. Oh, I can't believe you'd want to talk to one of those common poor people. I'm just like that's what I thought you'd say, you stupid fox. <laughs> V- valiant sir, milady, let us away. Yeah. Fuck yes, you, exactly. Nitro. Where's your trilby? <laughs> it's under the fox mask. Yeah, you can't put both oh, things on. Yeah, oh my god, I would love if he wore a trilby on top of that mask, though. <laughs> I mean, d- don't you know anything about writing? That's putting a hat on a hat, literally. I, now uh, I'm dapper fox. I'm going to kill my girlfriend. <laughs> you know, the only fox who can pull off a hat is that sexy fox in uh, Disney's Robin Hood. Other foxes need to go hatless. That's just how it goes. Uh, Bob, what was your good thing? Uh, I like that the 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 daughter of the rich guy, uh, Rebecca, her response when he tells her, oh, that dress is not appropriate attire, young lady, is basically, yeah, whatever, old man, because she's right. It is, yeah, whatever, old man. <laughs> Stop shaming your daughter for how she dresses. Shame her for charging a $5,000 dress to your credit card without asking. (laughs) Also, I like her dimples. Yeah, the character model on her was like, she wasn't the sort of stock Bruce Timm woman. Mm -hmm. Like they went, they they changed her a little bit and I really liked, like all the changes were great. She looked Mm -hmm. really interesting and not just like they changed uh, Summer Gleason's hair or something, you know, like. Right. I like I, that I, a lot. I, I do like the the Bruce Tim lady look. Oh yeah, general. me too. Yeah, um, yeah. But, but I, yeah, but I, I like when they like go off model a little. Yeah, they gave her yeah. a pixie cut and had her mm-hmm. in these interesting dresses. They were cute. I don't yep. know. I liked it. Yeah. No, I mm-hmm. agree. Good character design. Yeah. Um, she was a real dummy, but that is well. true. <laughs> Seriously, I was. Are, apparently. <laughs> I was barely exaggerating in my summary when I said they managed to convince her that putting her dad in a coma wasn't a big deal. <laughs> Come out like, well, to the mountains with us for a few days. It'll take your mind off your coma, father. That, that we were responsible for. Oh, well, yeah. if you guys did it, I guess it's not so bad. I was just watching them like, God, I can't think of a worse weekend than going up to the mountains with my idiot boyfriend and his two idiot friends. <laughs> right? Like, that does not sound like a good time to me at all. Like, she's the fourth wheel. I mean, I have come to visit Amanda and two of her idiot friends on a number of occasions, for instance. I mean, how'd you do? You tell me you were there. <laughs> Listen, if uh, if Rebecca and, I don't know, uh, the shark had gone off and made a podcast at some point, that would have been fine. <laughs> now, I was thinking, Bob, you've mentioned before, like, you you would you would absolutely like put on a mask like that like for the fox mask and like matt you would probably uh-huh. wear the shark mask so does oh, that make that was... me the fucking vulture i mean <laughs> could be worse no that not was, really that you could be the vulture and spider-man that was your bad thing bob <laughs> the, the, i i like foxes i might even wear a fox mask but this dude's fox mask looked dumb <laughs> <laughs> I can't exactly right. explain why, but it just looked dumb to me. And the Davy I mean, Crockett now in the back just made him look like some douche bro though. with a ponytail. Mm-hmm. Well, Sorry, now Matt, tell what me did this. you say? I was talking over you. Oh, he certainly doesn't hide his identity, which peers out of the fox's mouth. Yeah, all yeah, three I'm of like... them just have their faces sticking out of the mm-hmm. mouths of the of the animal masks. Yeah, I feel like they should have had dark makeup under there or something, but maybe they just left that out because they wanted us to see how scared they were of Batman all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now tell me this do you think it was a poor animation design or do you think it was a well-designed bad mask mm, you understand what i mean i do understand what you mean i f- mm, goodness i think it was a well-designed bad mask 
Mm. Okay. Like this yeah. guy has bad taste and they represented that accurately. Well, it's yeah. like they it's there's a shot when they're in the mountains of like a bunch of animal heads on the wall and all I can think mm-hmm. of the, is them looking at them and going, "We should put those on our heads." Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's probably exactly how it happened. It's like one of them's wearing the laughing deer from Evil Dead 2. <laughs> So, you know, if I put on the vulture mask to come back to that for a minute, uh, we'll just talk like Volturo from uh, Harvey Birdman. <laughs> oh, man. What a great show. Uh, kind of leads me to my bad thing, though. Mm. When when Bruce sees that the, the trio are a fox, a vulture, and a shark, he immediately says, Predators of the land, air, and sea, which was a very Batman 66 leap. Like, on that show, it would have been an amazing thing to hear Adam West say, but... Here it felt not like detective work and not like an interesting observation, but just like a thing that he said. Like, if if I were editing someone's script for this, I would have given that line to Robin and have Bruce rolled his eyes at it. I, l- I love the idea of him like, I knew I knew that you three were predators of the land, air, and sea. And they all sort of look at each other and go, uh, yeah, that that's what oh, we yeah. were going for, all right. <laughs> predators and then, and of the then... land, air, and sea. And then it turns out one of them like is uh, like has oil, and one of them mm-hmm. has like an aeronautics thing, and like, oh come on! Mm-hmm. I figured it out, Alfred. Oh, did you? <laughs> did you and stop then, them from doing where... crimes? No, but I figured out their theme. <laughs> well, that's and the that, important. That's when Robin says, "Land, air, and water." It's like, why didn't mm-hmm. you say sea? Why did you say water this time? Sea <laughs> for penguin. Wait, Catwoman knows. <laughs> <laughs> what? Wait, someone's going to slip on a banana peel. <laughs> cats don't like water. <laughs> well, foxes aren't cats. Oh my gosh. Wait, so if the cat carries the fox over the water. <laughs> Someone had to make that joke. And the vu- and the vulture is burglarizing the grain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wouldn't he just be called the grain burglar then? The oh my god, my greatest the foe, the grain burglar. Rubble rubble. <laughs> <laughs> So, Matt, you actually liked the fact that uh, Coma Dad turned into a painting. Yeah, you mentioned that, and I was like, oh, man, I liked that bit. I thought it looked really cool. I hmm. I would have liked it if that were the show's sort of house style, but mm. like 60-some episodes in, it just felt weirdly out of place. They've well, never done anything like that before. It, it felt like they were doing something different this time, and I kind of liked it. There's also there's a bit where they get um, the Batmobile is uh, chasing the terrible trio in their shitty car, and... It basically just shoots a grappling hook and that comes out the back seat. And there's a mm-hmm. shot of the guy and the back, like the back seat with the grappling hook shoved out of it is all painted and it looks really good too. Well, all right. Yeah, I did, like, I did I thought, like that. I thought the painting themselves looked good. I just thought they looked out of place in the episode mm. is all. I mean, you're right. Yeah. It's definitely not something we've seen before. Yeah. Oh, they, I was like, I'm, I was kind of wondering why couldn't they just like make a single cell of that guy and photograph it with, you know, the can you can you layer a cell of him with the animated cells re- of uh, Bruce doing his whatnots in the room? <laughs> Boy, you make it so, sound so untoward. <laughs> <laughs> I get what you're saying, but yeah, I don't know. The the, the sad I mean, thing I, about I get that this... they were like. We're going to draw this once so that we'd save some money. <laughs> but still. Mm-hmm. The, the, yeah, the sa- but. Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, the no, sa- after you, I insist. The, the sad thing about this show we do where we talk about an animated uh, series is that we don't know enough about animation to know that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, we lack the vocabulary to really uh, critique it in any meaningful way. Mm-hmm. I will say this. If they wanted to save some money, it's because they spent it all on every time we saw Rebecca, she was wearing a different outfit. Mm-hmm. Like That's true. I do know that oh. from listening to a lot of commentaries on a lot of animated shows is every time you change a character's outfit, you have to animate a whole different set of, uh, like, uh, stock shots mm. of them again. Well, I noticed that, like, the dress she was wearing when she went to see her dad in the hospital was the same dress, the same, like, black dress she had on earlier, except it was painted in different colors. It was the same oh. exact model, though. Ah, I didn't spot that, so... Uh, they just made it blue and pink instead. Well, now I'm even more angry that she spent all that money on that one dress. She had the same exact one in pink. <laughs> no, maybe it's just like this world's version of, remember that dress that was the meme where it's like, what what color is it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> gold gold like so that. And it, oh, so yeah, it's exactly. my fault that it looks different. Fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
wow it's like a it's like a rorschach test the way you react to that tells a lot about you <laughs> i don't remember anyone getting angry at that dress that's a you, you might want to oh, talk to someone Matt. listen my wife was furious at that dress no that tracks <laughs> that was that was one of our very rare fights <laughs> oh dear wow yeah <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. I mean, there's nothing to say. <laughs> All right, then. Other than that, it's definitely blue and black. <laughs> uh, we don't have time for this. Don't, re- don't rehash your worst fight on our podcast. That has nothing to do with that. Uh, I still can't believe, I mentioned this in my summary, but I can't believe they drugged her, put her in her car, and just fucking chapaquiddicked it right off the fucking mm-hmm. cliff. That was, that was brutal, man. What oh, I mean, yeah. like, we've done two heists now, dude... so I guess we should graduate to murder. Yeah, I guess the dude so. turns on a dime. It's just like, like I, I won't tell anyone. You'll tell everyone, won't you? No. <laughs> yes. And the weird <laughs> thing is, he's trying to convince her not to tell everyone, and mm-hmm. when he succeeds, he tries to murder her anyway. <laughs> the other thing too is she figures it out, but like they don't do anything to be like, no, it's not us. They're just like, they just all stand around looking guilty. Well, he has the the diamond, whatever it is, uh-huh. the pin that he stole from her dad in his handkerchief that he hands her because she's crying that her dad's in a coma. Like, what? Man, Why did, did you even did you take think that? for a second? Well, yeah, th- I don't know. Like, the thing is, it's just like, oh, I wanted to have it like resized or like professionally cleaned for him or something. Like, you could try some uh-huh. kind of lie. Mm-hmm. You know, your girlfriend is pro- like, your girlfriend's probably mm-hmm. going to be ready to believe that you didn't like fucking try to kill her dad if you put well, like, like I said, some she- effort in. She seems like a big dummy, so mm-hmm. it wouldn't have been that difficult. <laughs> Look, there's a lot of dumb. There's a lot of dumb people in in these episodes. Like it just happens that it's that it's her this time. That's, that's not the yeah, pin fair. you're looking for. <laughs> oh, but she had good fashion, know. so mm. she definitely had good fashion. I like the uh, like the sweater that they put her in in the mm. uh, in the cabin in, in the, the woods mm-hmm. sequence <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> when she discovers the pin. I also really like the um, the uh, steam rising from the mugs in that scene. I'm sure mm-hmm. it's pretty common in the show, mm-hmm. but it's just like I don't know. I just really noticed it there, and it looked, you know, very no. That's slinky. That, that's one of those things that I love pointing out. Is those uh, like we should come up with like a, a shorthand for that. Like when we say, "Hey, it's that guy" or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like the the mm-hmm. completely unnecessary flourishes. The just like. Here's a cool thing that makes the show look cooler, but it adds nothing to the story. It's just because we wanted mm-hmm. to make it look cool, like set dressing. I want to make it look more cozy in the in this cabin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they and they do it all the time, and I love way. it. I love it, but it's like they definitely spent a little extra money on that. And like, I'm mm-hmm. just imagining it from like the network standpoint, where it's like you spent five thousand dollars on mug like steam for the mugs. That's this adds nothing <laughs> to the episode. Yeah, I know, but it looks great. Well, all right. they do a lot of that and i love it i Mm -hmm. love just Mm -hmm. all those little like because because children's television of this era is so only animate what's necessary only draw what's necessary it's so Mm -hmm. great to see them not always do that yeah (laughs) just uh just just move the like draw like uh, two screens width of background and then just keep cycling it back and forth over and over yep. and over and over again. <laughs> how, how many rooms are in Tom and Jerry's house? <laughs> <laughs> right. I did in that same vein. I really like uh, when the guy gets thrown off the snowmobile, mm. like, and they come mm-hmm. back to him. There's like kind of this snow angel in the snow behind him, <laughs> the painting that I just. It's very that. good. No, it's a snow shark. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Fox. Oh, of course. Snow shark. Uh, <laughs> what else? Speaking of uh, of uh, detailed animation, um, they someone put a lot of work into uh, Rebecca's swimsuit strut. Yeah, well, uh, I I kind of like that. I don't know. I, I I it's I suppose the sexy walk away is a little much to to Matt's point, but it's okay to be sexy. It's, it's I mean, fine. Look, it's the leering I'm guys that, that I object just... to, but I'm one just... of the leering guys now, so, oh no. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's in character for these guys to leer. If Bruce leered, it would be like, oh, Bruce, come on, you're supposed to be better than that. <laughs> get, get, get your jaw off, off the floor. Mm-hmm. Whoa, whoa, oh. all right. How can, I, how can I clench my jaw to talk like this if it's on the floor? Oh, God. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, none of them is a wolf, so that doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah, this fox whistle. Uh, of course. <laughs> ding, 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 uh, ding, ding. We should probably start uh, <laughs> wrapping things up on this one. Any, any, uh, any other things? My only other note here is that these guys are like the evil version of the Dover Boys. Who are the Dover Boys? This is from a Warner Brothers cartoon. I thought you'd know this. Oh, that really? Okay, I yeah. know the one you mean. Yeah. Okay. I don't, but that's all right. It's like a it's like a parody of like 1890s college stuff that's yeah. somehow inexplicably a classic now. I don't get any of the humor, so I don't understand oh. why. Oh, really? I thought why that was it's hysterical. endured at all. It was, to me, it was all really specific to some stuff that I had no frame of reference for. Huh. All right. Huh. I think the only other thing I had was uh, the it was kind of a cool bit of forensics that you could like you know take the impression from the bruise to come up with an image that oh that was like, cool match yeah. the real ring. I, I like I wonder if that's a real thing now. It seems like it could be. Seems realistic enough, but yeah. Oh yeah, like the the back computer took like uh, the image of like the impression on the dude's head or whatever. Mm. Yeah, and like extrapolated a three D. Yeah, we must have that technology now, right? Oh, I'm sure. Sure. <laughs> with with 3D scanning and all that stuff, I would imagine so. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was very cool. Uh, and then I did notice in that sequence, the back computer was doing some fucking like, uh, you know, 21st century shit there. And then it turned into a microfiche when he was looking at pictures of them. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Because th- they still can't quite figure out like the computer is futuristic, but then also it's looks like it's the 40s and uh, yeah because mm-hmm. once again how ago is this batman took a really good computer and a really shitty computer because he uses both once in a while mm-hmm. uh, he had confusing. two face build his computer <laughs> which Only is why it speaks it with... viruses batman <laughs> well that's why it speaks with the voice of richard mall i mean uh, spared no expense yep <laughs> all right anything else uh, yeah. I think that's good. That's it. Very well. Well, then let's move forward to Harlequinade, which I did not remember by title, but then, like, in the first 10 seconds, I was like, oh, right, it's this one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Take it away, Bob. So it's the one where make, they make lemonade out of her. <laughs> her uh, <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> when life gives you Harley. <laughs> Uh, a bunch of goons stand around, bidding on what must be an atomic bomb, what with the giant A painted on the side. In a stunning turn of events, it's auctioned off to the lowest bidder, the Joker. Batman is on the case. He offers Harley Quinn, or as Robin calls her, Zippy, a deal to get out of Arkham to help him track, out and track down Joker and his A-bomb. Harley does a spot-on impression of Batman using her pigtails as bat ears and accuses him of being no fun, but agrees to go with him anyway. Harley shows Bats, her, and Mr. J's old hideout, with monitors showing secret cameras all over the city. And while she changes out of her jail onesie into her Harlequin onesie, her hyena pals give Bats a good licking. Nice doggies. (coughs) Bats asks Harley why she persists in being with the Joker, and she tells him straight out, because he listened to me. Which saddens me that a lady with a PhD wasn't listened to, but... I wave my hands at all of the evidence I've seen since then that it's totally common, and yeah, I'd be pissed off too. Harley eats an apple on a stick for some reason, and shows Batman up at his own grappling hook game. They sneak, sneak, sneak into an abandoned warehouse, (laughs) and there's a secret nightclub inside. A gambling den, even. While Bats postures at the crime guys, Harley takes the opportunity to sneak up behind Bats and conk him on the noggin to get in good with Boxy, the gambling crime guy. I don't know what she was actually planning because she then sings a song about Joker trying to kill her to distract everyone from Robin sneaking in to save bats from the crime guys who then waste a lot of bullets on the dynamic trio and probably chip up their nice slate pool table. Our heroes fight their way out and when Harley hears that the mayor won't let them evacuate the city from the bomb, she bets that's because Joker must have the mayor tied up. (coughs) Excuse me. Turns out, she was right. Harley goes in for a high five, but Bats goes in for some bat cuffs, tying Harley's wrists to the Batmobile's shifter, which seems like a bad idea, but okay. Harley slips right out of the cuffs and starts screwing with the Batmobile's radio presets, which she knows Bats will really hate. 
Joker tries to drown the mare and calls for his getaway plane, but Bats and Robs are there to save the mare until Harley shoots them with a bat bolo gun that Harley found in the bat glove compartment. She plans to escape with the Joker until she realizes she realizes that if she hadn't been there, Mr. J wasn't planning to save her or their friends in Arkham. Or, worst of all, her darling hyenas. She turns on him and releases Batman from his bounds. Joker gets away in his biplane and drops some non-A-bombs on the mayor's backyard, just barely missing Hardly and Bats, but he comes back for another run, dropping even more bombs. Batman clips the wires on the A-bomb, which uh, I should probably have mentioned that was also sitting around in the mayor's backyard, but Mr. J comes back for a third run trying to set off the A-bomb by shooting machine gun at it, which I'm pretty sure isn't how A-bombs work, but whatever. Harley saves the day by conking Mr. J on the noggin with her remote jester doohickey, which causes him to pass out and turn his guns on his own plane. Sean, I'm sorry. They got us. (laughs) Which then crashes into the mayor's house. Joker stumbles out, and all is well, except Harley is about to shoot him with a real machine gun that I guess she got from the crashed plane. But it turns out to be a comedy joke machine gun with a little sign that says bang. And then they get back together? What the heck, Harley? You were so close. I mean I made that I made that same uh, Henry Jones Sr. joke, by the way. Because <laughs> nice. how could you not? Also, I love the turn of phrase Boxy the Gambling Crime Guy. <laughs> That feels like uh, feels like a Letterman guest. Later on on the show, Boxy, the gambling crime guy. You heard of this guy, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> crime guy. And Larry Bud Melman. <laughs> this one was great. This is oh one of the best episodes. I fucking love this episode. Love it. Yep. So much. I mean, my good thing is just the the most broad, like, good thing there is, which is this is such an obvious comedic premise. Like, I could just picture Paul Dini walking into the to the you know the offices and like pitching this in mm. one sentence. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. just like Batman needs Harley's help. She's funny. He's serious. That's yep. it. That's it's all perfect. it is. That's that's the comedy, and it's gold. Well, and fucking, oh I've God. said this a million times because I fucking love like I love Harley to death. Um, mm-hmm. Arlene Sorkin is so fucking good as her. She is so fucking yes. on. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of like the, the the way the animation, like the timing mm-hmm. is very, very good. There's like they when they do Joker and Harley episodes that are supposed to be funny, they they add like comedy sound effects that wouldn't fit in this show yeah. otherwise, but for them it works. Like someone gets hit on the head and you get that fucking Flintstones bonk, you know, like <laughs> ridiculous. But it's but it's she perfect just, for them. And she knocks Batman on the head and goes <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like a coconut. Like that empty coconut sound. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. The bit with the grappling hooks is so fucking funny. Yeah, it oh really is. I love it. I love it. Right? Come on. I, I can actually do it kind myself. Of, like, wish thank slightly you. That, right? I I like I kind of wish they hadn't undercut that. I I can handle it myself, but I it was so funny. <laughs> yeah, no, that was like mm. th- to me that was the perfect setup and then you okay, so then you watch her do it and then <laughs> And I'm pretty sure it's like a Roger Rabbit thing. I'm pretty sure, she, like, it only happens when it's funny. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, like some exactly. of it, if it's not consciously intentional, it's still on some level intentional because mm-hmm. she knows she'll get a laugh. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I love it. She, ah, so good. <laughs> oh my god, she's so fucking. Don't you know better than to come into a lady's boudoir? <laughs> oh my god, the way boudoir. <laughs> <laughs> My my roommate Caitlin calls her bedroom boudoir, and that, that made me laugh extra hard. <laughs> Very good. Um, all right, where to begin? Well, Bob, let's start with your good thing. Mm-hmm. My good thing is that I love Harley's singing in the game league scene. It's not polished mm-hmm. musical number. It's like talky and breathy and nervous, and she's acting with desperation to mm-hmm. like draw their attention away from Robin coming in the window and sneaking around. And it's, ah, it works mm-hmm. so well for me. And I it's very, it. very darkly comedic. Like, oh, yeah. The lyrics are grim as fuck. I was shocked that they yep. got, that this got into, into this show. Like, there's some fucking brutal lyrics in that song. 
Yep. Which is and a real it, like it's a real song from like a movie from like the 30s or something. Oh, did they, really? Did they change? Did they change any of it up? Not like, that I am aware of. Give me one sec. Uh, like I oh, feel shit. like Where's they could have changed no, some of the uh, <laughs> some of the specifics to fit the Joker, but like here we go. Say that huh. we're sweethearts again. Mm-hmm. Uh, what movie are you from? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Meet the People, 1944. No, I don't know that one. Oh, I don't. I thought I'd seen oh. every movie. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I remember uh, Paul Dini talking in like an interview. Like he heard that song, he's like, "I love that song. It's perfect for Harley. I need to put in, put it in an episode and have Arlene Sorkin sing it." Well, oh, and if it's wow. a Warner song, they probably didn't have to pay for it. Yeah. Or anything. Huh. Back in the day, movies were basically commercials for songs. <laughs> True. Yeah. Wow, I'll have to like dig up that movie now. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. fascinated to see where where it actually came from. Yeah, um, uh, Matt, what was your good thing? Ah, like I've talked about. Th- I'm going to talk about how much I love Harley again, and what? probably will every time that she shows up. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I love that she evolves every time, a little bit every time we see her. Like this week, we finally get mm-hmm. like her realizing the Joker doesn't actually like her or anyone for some reason like she is so close to breaking it off with him and then you know he pulls her back in because we're not quite to where she's supposed to be yet but it's so good like it really feels like Paul Dini's had this vision of the character like since he created her and I don't know that he did I just think he like because the story is they made this interesting you know hench Mm. that one time and then oh we like this character let's let's keep using her Mm. but Mm. He definitely built on it very well. Mm. And, like, uh, we've got, like, the, like, her, like, being able to do, like, like superhero-y stuff, but not to the point that she's at, like, now, where she's actually a superhero. Yeah, but I, like, the sh- her show is, you know, not the same continuity as this, first it's of no, all. No, no. This Harley doesn't. Uh, like physically doesn't change that much. She's always mm-hmm. about at this level of, uh, you know, athleticism, which is a little, she can kind of hold her own in a fight, but that's about it. I could do backflips. That's mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. It's mostly, <laughs> it's mostly how it looks. It's mostly for the show of it. And mm-hmm. usually because it's funny. Cause well, yeah, I still she's like about. how in the new series, it feels like it's an evolution of this same character. That's oh no, it absolutely does. Like, like a yeah. new like rewrite or anything. Yeah, that's one of the things no. I always liked about the the Harley show was it's like it's not a sequel to the Batman the Animated Series, but it's close enough that it could be. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. but I I think it's important. I know it feels nitpicky to say they're not in the same world, but Oh yeah. Oh, you're I right. think it's yeah. Im- I think it's important just for the for the scope of our show to say this character may evolve and change a little here and there, but mm-hmm. she doesn't doesn't get a ton of growth. Like, yes, you're right. She gets more fleshed out each time, mm-hmm. but she doesn't really move forward that much, which I think is by design. Well, I'll be I'll be very interested mm-hmm. when we get to the the Harley movie, uh, which is like her, the last appearance, as far as I know, of this version of the character to sort of yeah, that like, was like from a couple of years ago. Yeah. and it's as I recall, it's a Harley movie. I didn't know. It was one of those direct-to-DVD movies. Yeah, it's called, that, like, uh, Batman Harley Quinn or something. Yeah. Huh, uh, but it's okay. it's considered in continuity with this show, so we're going to cover it as part of the main show, not as, like, a like a bonus mm-hmm. thing. Oh, um, yeah. But uh, I, I thought... I watched it a while back, and I don't remember much about it, but isn't the premise of that basically this episode only 90 minutes long? Like, Maybe? isn't it... He needs her help, and they're stuck together for the whole thing. I don't think I've seen. I know mm. Ivy's in it, and I think Swamp Thing's in it. Well, yeah, it's it's fleshed out to ninety minutes, Swamp so like there's more thing? stuff going on. Huh. But the the basic premise I thought was he gets her out of Arkham to help him, mm. and they're you know they're working together the whole time. Yeah, like only it's a movie instead of twenty two minutes. Mm. You know? Huh. But okay, her her sort of lack of evolution or whatever, Bob. This is kind of your bad thing, no? Uh. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, it's not like uh, it's one of those things that's like it's not really a bad writing thing, but I just like uh, just me personally didn't like it. I I'm kind of pissed off that Harley didn't stay broken up from the Joker this time around. Yeah, like, you know, we'll we'll get to that later. Yeah, we're just um, not there yet. But well, we never I, will be in this show. That's mm, what I was saying. The right, sure, but I I just feel like 
like the Harley and Joker reunion at the end is played for laughs, uh, especially with the like little heart Iris at the end. But it, mm-hmm. I feel like it's like a real sudden turn, and it kind of undercuts mm. a lot of the growth that Harley had just made in this episode. It just it, yeah, but I, I guess for, I guess I am saying it's a, it's a writing thing where it's like I it felt like she was making growth and then all of a sudden oh oh last thirty thirty seconds we got to do something to get them back together so there is no movement which you know maybe is but, a thing at the time where you know we just don't want continuity between episodes we want to reset at the end but no, it just felt no like it's not that it's to me. it's this is an abusive relationship this mm. is how abusive relationships often work which is someone is mistreated they get mad about it and then they immediately go back to them anyway and forget it happened or go into denial or whatever like that's by design that's what this relationship is yeah we saw a little bit of this in uh, the trial a couple weeks back yeah Mm. where he like and and we'll see this pattern in them again and again and again and that's what i like one of the things i really like about this relationship is this is an ugly dark miserable thing to put in a children's (laughs) show right and i love that they they managed to get it in there and get it like i've heard i've read really interesting things from people who have been through abuse like been mm-hmm. in abusive relationships where it's like you know it's a cartoon and they take some liberties but this is closer to the real experience than anything else in pop culture to that point you know like this is what it's mm-hmm. like they they treat you horribly but then they say one nice thing and you want to go right back. back to them yeah hmm Okay. And it's All right. I, I just I love that they can do that. It's it's horrible. And you're right to hate it because it's, it's bad. <laughs> but it's I think they're yeah. that's what they're trying to say is mm-hmm. like this is this is how these kind of relationships work. Fair. I Fair. think you've also and got I, a lot yeah, of audience. I, just, I guess I just personally like... hate it then. <laughs> I, I, no, and uh, you should. You, you hate <laughs> abusive relationships. That is a controversial stance, my friend. What? I also <laughs> I know. I think there's a lot of like people who watch this episode too and see that like that kiss at the end of the little heart iris and go, "Oh, that's so romantic," and those well, people I, are wrong. Like, yeah, we've all seen the no. memes over and over again, like relationship goals. Like, no, absolutely not. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's awful. Amanda and I were just talking about this, and what we said was relationship fashion goals. Mm-hmm. End of story. Yeah, like they have a great look. <laughs> fashion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no other aspect of them should be uh, should be emulated. For mm-hmm. God's sake. Yeah. Oh boy. Um. Oh, my it, bad yeah, thing. Speaking of fashion, oh, I love I love her uh, so- sophisticated side ponytails <laughs> when she's oh, in yeah. them. <laughs> yep, very good. I love all the you you mentioned this briefly in your summary, but when she's riding in the Batmobile and he's like watching the road. And she's tugging on her ponytail and like making faces and sticking her tongue out and like this just mm-hmm. very good physical stuff with the with the hair while she's doing that, right? Oh, so good. Uh, my bad thing because this episode was so good. I have almost nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the Joker's hideout is called his Ha Hacienda, uh-huh. which which I know is from Silver Age comics, and the thing is. In a comic from like 1963, <laughs> that's hilarious. But it's it feels dated and less funny than anything else in this episode because it's from a corny ass comic in 1963. I mean, you know what I mean? coming like, out of her, it sounds per- like it sounds as just like anything else she says, right? Uh, yeah, I I feel I, th- I feel like if they were gonna invent something unique to this show, it would have been funnier mm. than Ha Ha Sienda. Mm. I I recognize its corniness, but I still thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I just picked Harley I, like, oh, you don't want to hear any bad jokes? You probably picked the wrong person to help then. No, it's it's the <laughs> flavor of bad joke that it is. I'm all for the bad jokes when you do a Joker and Harley episode. It's just, this feels like such a, like, it's not trying hard enough. Mm-hmm. Mm. Ha ha, Sienda is like, what is a word for for house that no one uses that sounds like ha? I picture Joker like I, I think a lot of Spanish speaking like, people use that word. Yes, mm. but but the Joker has spoken no Spanish before or since, so that doesn't really track. <laughs> I just picture Spanish, the, like, the Joker making it up when he's tired. Yeah, that's what it feels like. <laughs> and then Harley's like, that's uh, fucking uh. funny. <laughs> I mean, if the Joker were Spanish, it would be the hoker, right? Because that's what the J sounds like in, in uh <laughs> 
in Spanish? <laughs> El Hocker. <laughs> no. The thing terrible. one of the, one of the things I was noticing um <laughs> when we were watching uh when we were watching this was Mm-hmm. And this seems so obvious. We've talked about this before, probably, but like just how funny Joker episodes are in the mm-hmm. show and like how recent depictions of the Joker seem to completely forget that part. Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. This this version of the character is 50 percent funny and 50 percent terrifying psychopath. Mm-hmm. And every version of it in the, like the last 20 years just focuses on that second thing. And it's yeah. like. No, the whole point of the Joker is he's both. Yeah, the terrifying dummies. thing never works as well if he's not funny. Yeah, and and you get that constant unease of like, well, is a bang flag going to come out or is a bullet going to come yeah. out? Like every, everything he mm-hmm. does could be like a killing move or it could be a joke mm-hmm. or some combination of the two. You never really know. And now he's just like a serial killer who dresses like a clown. I'm mm-hmm. like, Ugh, who cares? Yeah. Yeah, right. And again, very obvious observation. I'm sure we've made it before, but I just, every time the Joker on the show's funny, it's like, oh yeah, the Joker's funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why this Joker is one of the best ones. Yeah. What do you mean, one of? I mean, I also like the Heath Ledger one. Like, that was a good okay, movie. But, okay, but uh, that was for two hours. Yeah. Joker was also funny in, in Batman 66. That is true. Mm-hmm. But That's everyone was Joker. funny in Batman 66. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> Also, the Riddler was funnier than the Joker. That's in also 66. true. Yeah, uh, true. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I just yep. it. I also. I mean, we always sing his praises, and it's it's uh, you know it's obvious. But Mark Hamill was great again. Mm-hmm. Like he was kind of a supporting character in this one, but he was still just amazing. Yep. Just very very good. Uh, also, mm. uh, Bob, did you put this in here? That, that was me. That guy, or is it you, Matt? Okay, yeah, Dick Miller was in this, and I love that guy. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's uh, he's the go-to guy for um everything. Joe Dante. Well, for Joe Dante, <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. Uh, he's he's in a bunch of stuff. Uh, he was Mr. Futterman in Gremlins. Mm-hmm. He was uh, I, he's been in a million things. Uh, he's mm-hmm. an alien. Uh, mm-hmm. Terminator. He was one of the the actor guys in um, Matinee. Mm-hmm. Not enough mm-hmm. people have seen Matinee. You need to see Matinee. It's a real great movie. I um, this is one of those ones. I was watching it, and the guy, the character, uh, Boxy, had like a super unique voice. I'm like, where do I know that voice from? And I looked it up. It's like, oh, everything, literally everything. <laughs> yep, <laughs> every movie. Okay, good. Yep. He was in the movie Explorers, which also more people should see. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. He swallowed his gum in that. <laughs> That's all I remember. Um, mm. I have a lot of in my notes. A lot of "Shut Up, Robin," and there's, yep. a, there's a sequence <laughs> where he's where Harley's singing, where Robin's silently coming in to rescue Batman, and he doesn't say a thing. And I still wanted him to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because shut up, Robin. Uh huh. Mm. Did, yeah, and when she... he's like, "Oh, uh, what was what did she do before? A clinical psychiatrist? Oh, uh, that I get it, because a clinical psychiatrist definitely means she'll go nuts herself because it's mm-hmm. contagious or something. I don't know. Whatever. Well, Shut up, Robin. There's, there's <laughs> that. That's one of the honestly. That was one of the few things I found relatable from him because, <laughs> because in my experience, and mm-hmm. this is only my experience. This is not a broad generalization. Okay. Uh, psych students in college tend to be the most crazy. <laughs> maybe they're working on themselves, and that's why they want to go into that field. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I just had a run of bad luck. But, but every like really unstable person I knew around college age was uh, majoring in psych. <laughs> so I don't know if that's a thing or just a thing I ran into. I don't know. Uh, hmm. What else? I love Harley uh, as when she realizes that they're going to leave everyone to die, basically. Mm-hmm. And she just mm-hmm. goes, what about our friends in Occam? Like uh-huh. Ivy oh, yeah. and Two-Face and uh, Hat Guy and uh, Lizard Guy and... <laughs> puppet Head. Pu- and Puppet, puppet Head. head. Uh-huh. I wrote mm-hmm. all those down, too. That yeah, that was very good. I love that she doesn't know the name of her friends. <laughs> nope. I mean, I would make a point of not learning Jervis, Jervis Tetch's name, too. 
Hello, Hip my guy. dear. Would you like to learn more about the, about the Alice in Wonderland? No, the, thanks. The two books that I've read, the only two books that I've read, and quote endlessly. No, thanks. I'm no, going to do good. literally anything else. <laughs> Here's a quarter. Go buy yourself a lower jaw. <laughs> I like. Oh man. I like this show's thing. Like they do this in Arkham a lot. Batman also does it. Where he understands that some people are more comfortable in their costumes because, like, mm-hmm. he is. <laughs> like, he lets Harley change into her outfit, and when he comes to get her from Arkham, he calls her Miss Quinn, mm-hmm. not Miss Quinzel. Like, I just, I like him indulging mm-hmm. their. This is their persona. This yeah. is who they are. I take it seriously. I don't want them to do crimes, but I take their like. This is her new name. Okay, yeah. that's fine. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I noticed there were better sound effects on the hyenas than previously. Previously, they just had them <laughs> panting and making dog noises, but they used some actual hyena sounds this time. Yeah. Oh, nice. I don't know why they don't yeah. do that more often. That sound is horrible. Yeah, it is. And they, <laughs> and it sounds like laughter, which yeah. is the whole point of having them. Mm-hmm. Right? They don't sound like dogs. They sound like they're laughing. Yeah. Uh, uh, dummy. <laughs> Uh, what else? Oh, Mayor Hill still sucks. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, that's all. I, Did you I noticed on the second watch that he was like the it's the Joker's hand holding the phone up to his yeah. Head I was just gonna say saying like oh yeah don't don't uh, go look for this thing or whatever mm-hmm. uh-huh. whatever stupid thing he says I can't remember whatever you do certainly but, don't try to stop the Joker who's very handsome right? I've heard don't come here <laughs> to my house. <laughs> God, the sequence, the sequence where the Joker like almost drowns him was pretty brutal. Mm-hmm. Like for yeah. a kids show, again, like he's got a weight tied to a chair and he kicks him into the pool, and we spend a good five seconds under there, which doesn't sound like a long time, but it really is. It is when you're drowning, when you're mm-hmm. watching someone drown mm-hmm. in a cartoon. <laughs> I Joker goes full out this this week. Like, oh yeah, he's gonna blow up a city, possibly with himself in it. Yeah, there's a couple of times where he's he's willing. And the thing is, again, he's so unpredictable. Maybe he would. Mm-hmm. You don't know. Like, everyone believes him. It's just like at the beginning when he steals the A-bomb. It's like he threatens to blow up the whole place and everyone yeah. runs away because they don't know if he's serious. Mm-hmm. He might. I don't know if anyone else is that dangerous or crazy. You know, like, he might be the only one. Yeah. Mm. Uh... I also like the goons this this week who are dressed as mimes. Oh yeah, he has those guys a lot. They come mm. they come back a few more times, I think. Mm. Not those specific ones, but I mean that that, that you know that, that aesthetic. Yeah. Um, oh, I also had a quote too. If... Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What do you got? <laughs> uh, just just about uh, how smart Harley is. See, do I know how Mister J thinks or what? Ha! And here you thought I was just another bubble-headed blonde bimbo. Well, the joke's on you. I'm not even a real blonde. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so good. <laughs> there were there. I, I, I'm so glad you had to choose one for this one because th- there were just too many. I too right. So many. I love. Uh, I love sneak, sneak, sneak so much. Yeah. Like I <laughs> use right? that. To this day, I use that. <laughs> uh, it's such a, like, on paper, it's kind of funny, mm-hmm. but she totally sells it in yeah. the performance. Like, how loud she is, too. <laughs> snake, yep. snake, snake. And the and the way they animate her, like, with her exaggerated, like, mm-hmm. not helpful at all tippy-toe. Like, yep. she looks like a vaudeville character <laughs> tippy-toeing. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Just, like, just sneaking through, just like, do, 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 do. <laughs> That's not helping. We can hear you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're actually saying do 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 do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I give myself a Carl Stalling soundtrack wherever I go. <laughs> I used to bring a radio, but they took it away when I got committed. <laughs> um, that's about all I have. What about you guys? Mm, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, I I just wanted to say that my love for Harley was reignited by the recent live action movie, uh, which is that movie become, is really good, is it right? It's kind mm-hmm. of become a comfort movie for me, like rewatching it. Um, oh. and so I yeah, I was very excited to do a Harley episode. Thank you guys for allowing me to do that. But that, of course, that movie yeah. came out this year. Can you believe that? It was this year. What? I 
that's one of those things where it's like <laughs> people say like you know um Rosa Parks was alive when Shrek came out and it's like that that doesn't sound right. Yeah. Like people are doing that with 2020 stuff now where it's like no no it isn't. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't you remember the beginning of this year when Napoleon died? What? No. Mm-hmm. It was I the last time we saw them theater. Yes. No, I believe you. I'm just saying like there's yeah. there's a lot of that as maybe the year closes out where it's like um, yeah, maybe. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. Some <laughs> people I know are still going to movies, but Ugh. You know, uh, well, don't go to movies. Yeah. I don't care how good Tenant is. I would not very. I would go to a movie yeah. if there were drive-ins near me, but there are not. Yeah. Oh yeah, drive-ins, of course. I I'm <laughs> desperate to go see a movie, but you know what? I don't. Right. No. There's a, it's quarantine. So mm-hmm. You can't. Um, I haven't actually seen that Harley movie. I did see Suicide Squad, and I was so put off by it. I was like, nah, you know what? I don't need more of this. Thing. Yeah, the problem there is, it is a Margot Robbie's actually a very Suicide good Squad. Harley. Yeah, I know, but you know, it's oh, like I get if they it. Finally, it's like if they finally made a good Superman movie mm-hmm. because I feel like uh, Henry Cavill could have been a great Superman yeah. in a good movie, but mm-hmm. he never was. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, maybe I'll see. Harley that got that one good movie. <laughs> yeah, I recommend. I'm glad. So basically, the only DC, good DC movies are the ones with uh, female leads. Is mm-hmm. what you're saying? That and Wonder Woman. The female are directors it. too. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That that tracks. All right. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, I think that's it. Well, Bob, you have an exciting thing to plug, no? Oh fuck yeah, I do. That. Mm-hmm. Uh, along with my roommate, Caitlin, mm-hmm. who uh, who you have also heard on this podcast. Um, yeah, she's been on doing... since you guys started mm-hmm. this and, and was able to plug this, but you haven't been able to yet. Nice. Uh, yeah, we've been doing a Xena podcast. Um, mm-hmm. So that's been a ton of fun just watching that like goofy-ass show. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, I don't know where I was going to go with that, but I, I'm loving <laughs> doing it. Uh, so uh, if you want to go to justgalsbeingpals.com, uh, mm-hmm. Or on Twitter, we're at uh, Zena Pals. Um, you can follow us and listen to the podcast and subscribe and all that good bullshit. Excellent. And what about? Do you want to give out your own uh, social media? Sure. I'm. I am Bob Tiki on the Twitters. Mm-hmm. We are as ever at Algar at Robot Matt. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to visit our website, it is kidslovebatman.com. Uh, our Patreon is still going and is. We just dropped. Oh God, what was that? Batman. One? Uh, Batman v. Or Batman v Superman. No, Batman Superman, slash, Superman slash. Yeah. Uh, uh, Public, Public enemies. enemies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, we are not uh, really liking these direct-to-DVD movies, but if you want to, oh, no. you can pledge. You can pledge as little as a dollar and hear us suffer, which I know a lot of you who followed us over from the Star Trek show seem to enjoy that. So, <laughs> but you know, also we're covering more DC stuff. So yep. if you like this show, it's more of the same. Yep. So yep. Check that out. It is Patreon.com/slash/Algar. Uh, and that's all for this time. Uh, Matt, what do we got next time? Uh, next time we have Time Out of Joint and Catwalk. Uh, ah, Time well, Out I'm of Joint is the... the second, uh, Clock King episode. Right. But I assume Catwalk gonna... features Catwoman. Right. Or Walkman. Walkman. <laughs> or Right Said mm-hmm. Friend. Walkman <laughs> hasn't been seen since the late 90s. Right, of course. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all for this time. Yeah. See ya, folks. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2020, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.